Welcome to the Chronicles of Curious Characters. In this episode, which is episode number 7, we continue talking to Joao. If you haven't listened to the first part of our conversation, I invite you to listen to episode 6 first, in which Joao talked about his experience in the Portuguese Special Forces, his passion for photography, video making, and the passion for learning. In this episode, Joao will tell us about his passion to travel and camping, especially with a motorcycle, what role nature plays for him, as well as meeting new people during his moto adventures. He will also talk about a more intimate topic, and probably his biggest passion, raising his son and observing him grow. Hi, I'm Konrad, and these are the Chronicles of Curious Characters. We feature a new character in each episode and their unique story. We explore their backgrounds and their passions. We focus on the melting pot of Luxembourg, but every now and then we will have guests from other countries. We'll be talking to locals and expats about what they love to do, what they're enthusiastic about in life, and what makes Luxembourg such a special place for them. So we talked about one of your passion, photography, media, video, learning, teaching others. But you have, at least to my knowledge, two other passions that are combined, to some extent at least. Motorcycles and camping. Is this the one of them that is more important for you? I think I'm going to answer that question very simple. Moto camping. I create the site Moto Camping Luxembourg. I love motor. I love camping. What I love more? I love the two so much that I combine the two together. I love travel. This is one of my passion. I love travel. Lately, I have a partner that also loves travel. I think she loves travel more than me. And she also loves camping and this kind of uh, things. So I love the two. I love uh, grab my motorbike and uh, travel everywhere. Just so you have an idea that I love so much, in three years, I did almost 150,000 kilometers in my motorbike. That's probably much more than many people are doing in a car. But 150,000 in in three years on a motorcycle. Not forgetting that uh, there is a a season for motorcycles, so it's a bit difficult to ride in the winter. Although I think you have ridden in winter. (laughs) I only ride every single year. I ride during the snow. It's an amazing experience. Strange, scary, but amazing experience. I drive all here. I think the the pleasure that you feel the cold, the wind, that you feel alive, I can't stop. I can't stop riding. So I think this is also the the addition of the thrill. Uh, There was a thrill in riding in general but there is the additional thrill and adrenaline when you ride in in a snow because it's a bit more dangerous 
you have to be a bit more careful, right? Uh, there was maybe a special technique when you ride uh, on the snow. Yeah, you have a, sp a special technique. It's dangerous. I always say everything is dangerous. You just need to be alive. The thing is how you confront, how you behave in life to every challenge, every problem that appears to you, how you behave behind them. It's dangerous um, ride in the snow. It's dangerous drive a motorbike. I have a cousin that to, to climb a sidewalk, she broke on the foot. So, yes, it's dangerous, but I'm not scared with this kind of thing. It's like what I learned with this experience. Yeah, I love adrenaline. That's why I was doing skydiving. I do. I love the, this new experience. I also love to be quiet, but I love to feel alive. That's why I always say I have a lot of passions, but one passion that I really love, I love life. And in the 150,000 kilometers that you have ridden in the past three years, where did you go? <laughs> oh, God. The first big... Okay, this was a little bit stupid, what I did. A little bit crazy, but I know a lot about me. The first big trip that I did when I bought this bike was to Portugal. I decided to go to Portugal and I did on the first day 1,700 kilometers. On the second day, I did 800 kilometers and arrived to Portugal. A day, 1,700 kilometers. In one day. In one day. And then second one, I did 800. I stay in Portugal for two days and a half, and I did the same on the return, 1,800 more 700. But after that, I went in Italy, I went to, to, to German, I went to, to Holland, I went to... In Luxembourg, I ride a lot. I went to an amazing country that is the country of my partner now, Greece. If I want to go more, I want to go. I went to France, I went to Spain, I went everywhere. But I want to do more. I want to do much more. Was there experience, adventure, some kind of occurrence during your travels and not necessarily in the past three years but uh, over the years of you traveling and then riding the motorcycle was there anything that happened that made you think maybe i should stop no ever never never in life that i must stop no th th that's why when you do something if is difficult you learn about yourself and Every experience that I have at ride the motorbike and so on, and the, the trainings that I did and so on, yeah, sometimes I want to stop. No, I never have that. I Yes, I have it. I'm going to have a break to recovery and continue. But stop, no. I think when you stop, you give up. And uh, I think this is something in my life that uh, I never have it. Thank God. On the contrary, was there any uh, thing that happened during your travels that uh, you thought, I need to do more of this? I want to share this particular moment with someone or something that sticks to your mind forever? I have a lot, but I have one. L last year I went to Greece and I have an idea so different from Greece. I have an idea that Greece was a sea, white uh, village and so on. And I went there, I see the north of Greece. 
bring me something so different, so amazing, that show me that the countries that we see on the TV or we see in the on a computer or is more than that, much more. And that experience passed me that I want to do more. I want to see more because the thing that we know is not just that, much more. And this experience I want also to share to other people that go and go discover by yourself. Not just what they show you on the YouTube or the travel agents. Go and discover because believe me, you discover much more that is the reality that you think about it. And with this kind of views and experiences, are you combining your passion for photography <laughs> motorcycles? Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always do videos and um, photography. I want to do more. I want to, because before I didn't have so much time, but I want to do, build more YouTube page more with more videos, with more photos and so on. And um, I want to share to other persons what I see on the spot. Yeah, I want to do that much more. And uh, do you plan on doing some special projects? Uh, you mentioned YouTube, uh, any blog, any maybe some kind of expositions of your travels? Uh, yes, I have a, a YouTube page when I share some uh, travels that I did, some uh, material, because I do motor camping. I use a lot of uh, material. I try to be independent when I travel. So I have uh, kitchen equipment, I have tools, I have uh, camping equipment. And with this, all my travel, I learn and I try to improve myself. And uh, these things of learn, improve myself, I spend time and money. And when I do this YouTube page, these blogs that I also have a site, I, I give you all this, so you have a big page of all my things. I want that the person see what the, I have now, what experience that I have it, so the person don't need to lose or make this research and don't lose so much money. So I do blogs, photos, everything about that. And when you go on motorcycle trips, um, and specifically the, the moto camping, what is the purpose of moto camping? Then several on moto camping. First is cheaper, more important when you do the camping. But it's not just cheaper, because with the motorbike you can see places and uh, that you never see in the car or by bus. But when you arrive to the camping's place, when you arrive with a motorbike, you always find other brothers in motors that you start to talk with them and also other persons that love motorbikes that come to you so you meet new persons new culture and again you share but you also learn so it's like a a chair of uh, knowledge so the motor camping is that you are connected with the nature we are connected with the new people and most important you save money because if you go to hotels, you pay a lot. And uh, maybe not all of the listeners are riding motorcycles and they are not even aware that you can go camping with uh, on a motorcycle. 
because quite often when people go camping, well, you see the Dutch campers with their <laughs> big caravans hauling uh, behind their, their cars. Uh, sometimes you go uh, camping with, you know, a lot of equipment, uh, with a huge tent, with a big sleeping bag. What do you take with you when you go motor camping and how are you able to take everything that you need? Like Zoltan, a friend of mine, say, I'm like a donkey. I take a lot of stuff uh, because I, I prefer to be prepared. Like I always say, I prefer have it and don't use it than to need it and don't have it. But you can camping simple. Uh, I'm, I'm giving an example. I do motor camping, but I also do bicycle. My partner put me this love on me. So I also have a bicycle that I have uh, bags in the side and so on. I don't put things like I put on my motorbike on my bicycle. The thing is, you can be simple. You can, uh, for example, you don't need to bring like me a kitchen. When I say a kitchen, I have an oven, uh, a stove, uh, all the tools and so on. More I have the tools to repair the bike. I have tools to repair the bike. More I have uh, an axe. I have a lot of things. But on the bicycle, I reduce. I eat simple. Sometimes it's, you need sometimes to be simple or depend of uh, what kind of travel you do, you must just adapt. And I think I saw you traveling with a fire extinguisher attached <laughs> to your motorcycle. Have you ever have you ever used it? No, but I was to use it. Because when you bring that, you must think not not just on you. You must also think uh, in the others. Okay, I have that. Can happen in my motorbike, but can happen in a car. I was in a highway. Okay, it was difficult. In the other side of highway was a car on fire. And I say, if I was in the other side, I was helping him. But also, if you do camping, I have a special fireplace that I can do fire. And you never know. Maybe you see a fire on the side of the road. You can use it. The thing is, sometimes the person thinks just themselves. They are, sorry, the word egoist. But I bring that with me. Luckily, I never use it. But I can use for me or for the others. Like in army, we learned that in army, I have a checklist. And before I travel, I go there, I check what I have it, what I must bring. So I have prepared for everything. When I ask you about the motor camping, you mentioned the, the, the aspect of meeting people, learning about them and just talking, socializing. But quite often when it comes to camping, there is also the, the nature aspect. Is a nature in any way important for you? Very important. I'm a, like what you say, mountain boy. I was born in Mozambique, but I went to Portugal when I was three years old. And I went to a place, a beautiful place that is Lausanne in Portugal. And uh, there we are surrounded by the mountain. And this green, the, the river there, the small river, the, this, we grow up with that. So the nature, yes, is very important for me because bring me tranquility. Because like you see, you know, 
I'm very a person that I'm very energetic. I do a lot of change, but I also need my tranquility. So, and the nature bring this. Don't bring this crazy society that you have it. That you must run to work. You must do have the nature give this peaceful. So you mentioned the nature aspect. And before we talked about your passion for photography and video making. So we have on the one hand nature and on the other hand technology. Aren't those two separate topics or are those, are you able to combine them together? I combine them together because, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a good question. My partner always said that I'm too too much gadget for my age. I love uh, learn a lot about the, the the new things, and but the thing is, you can manage put these two together. And I saw that on Singapore. I was in Singapore, and they well, they are very advanced technology. They are real advanced. But when you go there, they mix together the nature the green with the building and they fusion so well. That's why I love a lot Singapore. I think depend on how you do that. I think they are not so distinct like you, you think about it. My passions, like I say to you, I have a lot. I have photography, I have the camping and I have the, the motorbikes, I have the technology, I have everything. And uh, all this, like I said to you, I love to share to the people and show to them. Um, but the, the thing more make me more happy is when I accomplish all that and I show to my son, because I have a son of uh, 10 years old. He's living uh, in Switzerland with uh, Katarina, my ex-wife. I don't like to call her ex-wife, but okay, because she's my best friend. And when I showed to him, he looked to me and his eyes, I, he's superhero. And I love to one day, he looked to me and I say, wow, my father did this, did this, did this. And I showed to him that he also can do, that everything is possible. I don't want that he look to me that I'm, I do things too much and put him down, but I want to show to him that uh, the world, you can do what you want. And uh, every time that I stay with him, and uh, Katarina is doing amazing work on that, she's amazing, he's very open, very smile, always ready to learn, and he loved to camping with me, and he loved to take photos with me. And uh, I think this is the more important, that uh, everything that you learn in life, your challenge, all your um, battles, you can pass to someone. In this case, I can pass to, to my son, I can pass to my friends, or I can pass for a stranger that want to learn. And since he's not living uh, with you, he's not living in, even in the, the same country, how the two of you... Uh, stay in touch and how do you share your passion and what you learned with him? Technology. <laughs> uh, thank God now we don't even know old times. 
we have now WhatsApp, uh, Skype, and so on. I speak a lot with him in Skype. And uh, every time that I have a chance, I go there to see him. And now in April, he come here to see me. And in this time, I don't teach him. I let him be what he want to be. And I share moments with him together. And when you try to be with your son and you be, give time with him, because in nowadays one big problem that everyone has it, they say, I'm going to work like crazy so I can give to my son. But they really don't give to them what they really needed, time, precious time with them. And when I was with my son, I tried to do things with him, tried to laughing with him, try to do the camping because when I do the camping I it's not I teach him I sleep with him and he see and he see me cooking and he help me cooking and this is what I try to pass to him be a, a father but also be someone that I'm open to we talk and so on like I don't say friend because this is different kind of levels but uh, a father open father that I'm there for him like uh, the mother, Katarina, that do an amazing job. And do you take him also for motorcycle trips or for now just the camping? <laughs> okay. Yes, I do take him with me. Um, I do with him just small trips because I'm not allowed. He's, uh, uh, because he's now 11. I can't go, just after 12, I can do big trips with him. So I do just uh, little trips around here, Luxembourg. And yeah, I do the camping with him because he love it. He love motorbikes. When are you going to be 12? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to grab him. And uh, I know that my partner going to kill me. But yes, I'm going to travel with him. I guess you, since you've already been riding with him a bit, you already have learned yourself how to take certain precautions and steps when riding with a smaller child on the motorcycle. Uh, can you share some of the tips with other listeners who are riding motorcycle and are thinking about taking their child with them? I don't say just child. I say everyone. When you take a pill in with you, the first thing that you must do, you must briefing that person. You must know that person. I also train persons to improve the skills to ride motorbikes. I also I have a training in German and in, I have a training online in America. So I teach persons how to behave on the motorbikes. But when you ride a pillion, if it's a new pillion, you also must briefing how you must behave. My advice when you ride with a child, don't ride with a child. Honest, don't. When I say small trips, I say trips of two, three kilometers. I don't do more because um, child, depend of the motorbike also, is very risky to drive with someone because they are not uh, not prepared for this kind of ride like a pillion. Again, depend of the motorbike. What I advise to the persons is when you drive with a pillion, advise them, brief them say what you do and what you do. If you don't feel comfortable, say to the, 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 the person, to the pillion, pillion is the person that is behind. Don't write. 
with a child, I always say, please don't do it. It's a very risk to drive with a, with a kid. I've seen uh, quite often in the past year a few motorcycles that had a sidecar uh, attached. And I don't know what your opinion is, but it looked very comfy, much more comfortable than being a pillion uh, behind the, the rider. Do you have any experience? Uh, no, I never have experience. They say that it's more difficult to drive that. I hope that the people that listen to this, that have a sidecar, that don't be mad with me. <laughs> because I say, ride a motorbike with a sidecar is like you drive a car with a cabrio. <laughs> I hope that they don't be mad with me. I don't know the experience. Maybe I'm wrong. But this, I think it's different. Drive a motorbike with a sidecar and drive a motorbike. Coming back to uh, to your son, you mentioned that you not necessarily want to teach him, but to to guide him, to let him discover things through you with with your maybe guidance uh, and help. And you mentioned that you already have done uh, moto camping with him. Is there anything that you would like to get him involved in the next couple of years? No, never. I always gonna be them to support him, all his decision. I always want that he do what he love. If he want to try something, I always gonna say to him, go and try. I always say, if something is dangerous, I say, be careful, you're gonna have that. But if you want it, do it. Because the problem now in our days, we protect so much our kids that they don't have the the the, the feeling of fail. Because fail is not bad, it's good. Uh, they're afraid that they hurt themselves. It's not bad, it's good, they learn themselves. Come on, I already climbed a tree and I fall. I hurt myself, next time I don't gonna climb that tree. The thing is, I want that he do something that he love. And he feel that he support of his decision, good or bad. The, the thing is, the, the kids in our days they need that they need that the the they need that the parents they know that the parents are there if they fall they support them they say okay you fall you learn let's try it again no I don't gonna say to him let's ride the motorbike let's uh, do the camping maybe you want to ride a a car or a jeep if you want to do that I'm the first one let's do it let's do it together. No, I never gonna put him or impose him what I like it. Never. And what is your biggest fear when it comes to to your son? I never have a bigger fear of my son. Uh, no. My son is a a, a fighter, just for you know. My my son is a winner. He have a big, big support of the mother because my my son he have dyspasia. He now he start to read and start to writing. I was always proud of him. Also with these issues that he have now, I have never had fe no fear. No, I have no fear of my son or something wrong that no, because I learn one thing in life. 
everything that you do, don't regret. Because everything that you do, if it's good or bad, you always take a lesson. And you must take the positive things. And uh, I think this is the more important. Don't regret nothing in your life. Take a lesson and go to the next stage. And for my son, I have no zero, no fear. I am very proud of him, of all these fights that he do. What would be one of the, or the most important advice you would give to all of the fathers and separately to your son? To all the fathers. Work is not everything. Family is everything. Best time with your kids. To my son, I'm very proud. Like I say here, I'm very proud of him. And uh, I always going to say to him and to all the kids, do what you love. This is the more, if, more important. And everything that you have in life, never, but never give up. Always stand up and uh, continue your journey. And before we conclude our conversation, what does it mean for you to be alive? <laughs> to be alive. Never give up. Always learn. And pass all your knowledge, all your passions to other persons with a smile in the face. I think this is the more important smile. João, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Was it my pleasure? It was a very interesting uh, experience to learn about you, about your past life as a, as a soldier, uh, for of your present life uh, as a person who learns a lot, who teaches others, who is a, a father. And I know that towards the end of our conversation, we got a bit personal, but I think it's important that we see that everyone has the tough side and the soft side. I think in life, it's not like in the military. Not everything is black and white, unfortunately. Everyone is black, white, and yellow, and yellow to pink in the middle, right? And this is also part of this podcast to, to show the other side of people that we see on the street, that we pass. And I think this episode is, is, is very important in this, uh, this podcast. So thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much also. A huge thank you to Joao for sharing his passions and what he sees as the most important aspects of having a family and raising a son. We dived in this episode into more personal topics during our conversation, which I really appreciate. This is one of the objectives of this podcast, to also show our softer side as human beings and talk about some intimate topics. You can find the links to Joao's motocamping website and YouTube channels in the episode show notes. The music in this episode is thanks to Poddington Bear. You can also find the link to his website in the show notes. 
Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can find lots of subscription options to different services and apps on our page chroniclesofcuriouscharacters.com. I know, I'm still working on a shorter URL. Well, thanks for listening and have a great day.